This podcast is a production of Phoenix Media. Explore more episodes of this show and other great shows on the Phoenix Media Podcast Network by visiting phoenixmedia.us. The views expressed do not necessarily represent those of the company or its advertisers and may contain language that's unsuitable for younger listeners. Laugh it up, fuzzball. I'm about to do to you what Limp Bizkit did to music in the late 90s. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Here goes the last DJ. I wash my hands of this weirdness. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another brand new episode of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Tuesday, March 9th. We are your daily dose of laughs and levity in a crazy, crazy world. I'm joined by my co-host, Mr. Tony Sanfilippo. Tony, how are you doing this morning? Doing well, man. Good morning. It is uh, Tuesday, the legit Taco Tuesday. Ready for another fun episode. How you doing this morning? Doing well. Doing well. Having fun. Uh, you know, where it's our second day over on uh, the reconfigured Phoenix Media, the multiverse of pop culture entertainment, and uh, things are going well so far. So, fingers crossed. Things keep going in that direction, but uh, with that being said, let's go ahead and kick things off the way we do each and every day with a question for my co-host, Tony, I know your neighbors like to ram jam it every once in a while. Have you ever thought about uh, either talking to them about it or writing them a letter and letting them know, yeah, I can hear you? Um, no, I just figured just let them just go to town. It, I mean, it's just when you hear it, it's funny. You're just like, oh, okay. You know, because it's a natural course of things as a couple. You're going to do those. And, uh, you know, doesn't it's not like they do it. As much, I I haven't heard in a long time, but when I first got here, it was often. Um, But I guess if it got to the point where it was, like, obnoxious, where it was all the time they were hitting the walls and stuff, I'd just be like, hey, a little respect, you know. Respect that you're doing that. That's cool. Right. (laughs) Just maybe maybe don't bash the headboard against the wall or something, you know. That's probably what I would do, but I haven't had to. Well, that's good. Yeah. You know, the walls are thin and obviously living in a uh, townhome, you know, it's just the things you got to put up with. Luckily, they put up with, you know, your base from your TV system. So uh, I think it's a little give and take. But in this case, a furious woman has written a seething note to her randy neighbors who have been keeping her awake with their their deafening sexcapades. The message from the fed-up resident in Brisbane told the new tenants next door that the walls are paper thin, meaning she can hear all their moaning and growing during their romps. The letter, which has some details too graphic to publish, quickly went viral after being shared on Reddit. It reads, We were woken up this morning around 12.30 a.m., mortified, drifting from what we thought was a nightmare into reality with the sounds of loud moaning and groaning. You are showing very little respect for the people living all around you who have little kids who are traumatized by the noise. Your sexcapade was the was then followed by laughing and chatting until very early uh, morning hours. We can actually hear every word you say. 
can you please keep it down? And please, please close your windows when you have sex because it is not sexy at all. If this happens again, we will call in for noise control and will name and shame your address on the Paddington Milton Facebook news group. There are recovering sex and porn addicts living in the flats next to you who would appreciate that you keep any nudity and sexcapades private like normal, respectful people do. One of the neighbors has now said that she would have preferred a more polite message and dubbed its author a Karen. They wrote, like in all honesty, as funny as the encourage, uh, encouragement to just be even louder is, I don't actually want to disturb my neighbor's sleep, and I don't particularly want them to hear me having sex. So, of course, I'm going to try and keep it down and shut my goddamn windows. Probably a good idea <laughs> when you're living in a townhome or uh, an apartment. Yeah. Uh, well, I, well, I love how that one person was like, we're recovering sex addicts. No, it sounds like you're just not getting any, and you're just pissed off. Right. Like. <laughs> You can shrug it off. I mean, come on. Let's just be real. As adults, you, you, you the likely you're you, at some point you're gonna have sex, and it is what it is. And and in the moment, it's not like you control. All right. Well, the gay plan is you're gonna be real quiet. Let's do the checklist. Is the window shut? Uh, is the walls padded so we don't bump with the headboard? Nope. Okay. We better get pillows behind there. You don't do that stuff. You're in the moment, and just stuff happens, and <laughs> they you break. know, get over it. And that's the thing. It's just a simple like they could have. The Karen could have left it and just said, "Hey, neighbor, a little loud, a little rambunctious. Just could you tone it down next time?" And also enjoy. Exactly. That's it. Yeah. You could have really, you could have really spun the good relationship that way, versus <laughs> going, "I'm gonna." embarrass you and put you on the what was that the town's little uh facebook, facebook group. page yeah yeah get over yourself that that legit is a karen for sure the funny thing is there's a picture of this letter it wasn't printed on normal letter size paper it was printed on that ledger size paper that's like extra long you know it's too yeah, long like you write all the way the to the ledge <laughs> Uh, but, uh, you know, it, it takes all kinds. You know, be respectful, but at the same time, you know, if you are on the quote-unquote receiving end of things, be respectful in your response as well. Yeah, absolutely. With that being yeah. said, we have a wonderful show lined up for you guys today. It is Tuesday. Let's talk about today's show, shall we? It is Taco Tuesday! It is Taco Tuesday, and as we do on Tuesdays, we've got Animal Tales, sponsored by RoughRiders.org. We have a segment called Flying the Friendly Skies. We have a call-in contest today. It is a, another edition of Tony Beatdown. We have helicopter parents. We round out the day with This Day in History. And Tony is up next with the entertainment news. Folks, do not go anywhere. We will be right back. Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. And we are back, folks. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. Now we've got a little thing called the Phoenix Line. It is our 24-hour-a-day, seven-day-a-week voicemail line, giving you guys the opportunity to chime in on anything whatsoever. Maybe you're tired of your neighbors having loud sex next to you. We want to know about it. 
Give us a call at 855-PHOENIX-RADIO. That's 855-F-E-N-I-X-R-D-O or 855-336-4973. All we ask is that you keep it entertaining. We'll compile those together, put them out in a future show. Now, speaking of entertaining, Tony is here with the entertainment news. Good morning, everybody. It is Tuesday, March 9th, and here's your Filippo Fast Five. Katie Couric will be the Jeopardy guest host this week, so that's who's on board if you want to watch Jeopardy. This Beast, the Kurt Sutter, uh, he teams with Bloomhouse for Netflix Monster Hunt movie. LG Petrov, frontman for Swedish metal favorites Intomid. Uh, butchered that. I don't never heard of the band, but he passed away at forty nine. Is it entombed? Is it entombed? It could be (laughs) entombed, entombed. I don't know. I can't say the word, but entombed will go with. It sounds better. But he passed away at forty nine. QB Dak Prescott, uh, Dallas Cowboys reach a four year, hundred and sixty million dollar deal. So now, I believe he's the highest paid quarterback in the NFL. District attorney declines to charge Denver Broncos linebacker Von Miller after investigation for an incident this offseason or this last part of the season. So it uh, looks like Von will be able to come back and not have to worry about penalties and suspensions and most importantly, jail time. So right. <laughs> uh, that's that's kind of like the good thing right there. So good job, Von. Um, stay out of trouble. All right. Going on to the entertainment news here. Um we live in kind of a weird world where, you know, things from the past used to be acceptable, but not necessarily acceptable today. And there's always somebody being canceled or eliminated from the world. Well, Fatality. yep, this one stinks. It appears that Pepe Le Pew has officially been canceled as the controversial cartoon skunk will no longer be featured in any upcoming projects in the works at Warner Brothers TV. Uh, it was reported that Pepe had totally been scrubbed from a planned scene in Space Jam A New Legacy and wouldn't even be making a cameo in the sequel. Hollywood Reporter confirmed that there are no plans for Pepe to return in any other animated movies or shows either. In recent days, Pepe came under fire in a New York Times opinion piece criticizing the skunk as a character who normalized rape culture. The op-ed pen... The op-ed was penned in the wake of another recent controversy. Controversy, geez, words are hard for me today. <laughs> with Dr. Seuss Enterprises pulling six books from publishing due to in- insensitive imagery. While the article put the spotlight back on Pepe, word his decision to cancel the skunk was made at War- Warner Brothers over a year ago. There was supposed to be a big scene for Pepe in Space Jam 2 before the scene was nixed. Uh, Director Terrence Nance had filmed a live-action scene with singer-actress Greasy Santo that would have had the Jane the Virgin star putting Pepe in his place when he tried to hit on her. The scene would have also revealed that Penelope had filed a restraining order against Pepe and LeBron James telling the skunk that he can't grab other tunes without their consent. Santo is reportedly upset the scene was axed, feeling that it sent a positive message with Pepe getting his come up in. So, uh, Pepe has been around since 1945, originally voiced by Mel Blanc. He's always been that uh, really, like, Francais, like, definitely always over that cat 
mm-hmm. I, I'm assuming that's who Penelope is. Yeah. Uh, they had the white stripe, and he mistaked her for a skunk. But by the end, it was her chasing him. That's how it always flipped. Right. If I remember right. Like, yeah. And then he was the one running, because now he had to commit. Like, he... All his charms and his and his in his strong oncoming, and it's a cartoon, folks. I mean, <laughs> it is a cartoon. Like this skunk is not a real thing. It is an animated drawing. Come, that's it. But that was always kind of the thing. It was basically him. In the end, like he had to give up. Like he was the single guy. But then when he finally got when he won the chase, he didn't want it. And then the chase wanted him. So it was always like how every Looney Tune episode went with him, yeah. at least. Um, it it would have been more... ridiculous. Yeah, it would have been more effective to keep those scenes in the movie, obviously. You know, it's sort of a, a meta comment on what's going on today. But canceling a cartoon over something like that is ridiculous. I, it, you know, are, are we going to cancel Wiley Coyote because he promotes violence, dropping anvils on people and using explosives? where's the line where's the line yeah well yeah and and i think that's it too you said it perfectly by having it in there you could have spun it you could have changed his character at that point you know he finally got put in his place so if you ever used him in the future he didn't have to be that way anymore yeah apparently now it's just easier to forget that they even existed and 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 just wipe them out yeah which yeah which sorry I, i always remember if you showed me a picture i know who that is so you can't undo it uh, WandaVision star Paul Bettany reveals his Marvel future as Vision. Uh, since the ending of Avengers Infinity War throughout the entirety of WandaVision on Disney+, Plus, many fans of the MCU have been wondering what's next for Vision and actor Paul Bettany. It was uncertain that his character's resurrection was permanent, and the show eventually revealed... Sorry, there's spoilers here. Uh, the Scarlet Witch recreated from his memory while his body was left to be experimented on by S.W.O.R.D., by this new version of Vision had an awakening in the series finale of WandaVision thanks to a thought experiment and some intervention from his Westview-created counterpart, and the character's fate is now unknown. Bettany has said he is not done with Marvel Studios just yet. He spoke to Esquire magazine about his time on WandaVision and made it clear he plans to stick around in the MCU for a very long time. Good news, I everyone! I love Vision. Yes, I'm in, said Bettany when asked if he played Vision forever. The actor expressed excitement for a substantial chance to dig into the android. His character only played minor roles in the Iron Man and Avenger movies before appearing in WandaVision. He wondered if his character what would... He always wondered what his character would look like without Wanda by his side. I mean, that's the right thing, right? I've never had a loved one to lose. Um, I won't do his accent, because that's just going to drag it out. Um... There is so much to get into with him because it's 10 minutes here, 10 minutes there in the movies. Now we're sort of just starting to peel off, uh, peel back some of the stuff. So Bettany, who trolled everybody with saying there would be a huge cameo, uh, pulled double duty in the last episode of WandaVision after it was revealed his body was reassembled. The two visions faced off and Wanda's hex proved to be a major highlight for fans, but it was tough for the actor playing the two roles. Two roles, I'm sorry. I was super intimidated by myself, Bettany joked. I would come in one day, I would be Vision or The Vision. Then Adam, my stunt guy, would play Vision. And he learned all of the dialogue, and for both parts, he was brilliant. We would play the scene like that, and then the next day he would come in, and he would get the Vision, and then I would get Vision. 
Are you confused yet? <laughs> and then he would play the scene like that in the same fight so they could always have some of my Bella Fascia on camera at some point. It was more confusing than I had sort of, of allotted. It used up all my brain. But either way, great news to know that he will be coming back for uh, to the role. And, I mean, watching the show, you kind of got that. Like, he was, thank God they didn't just write him off. I kind of thought... Before they introduced the white vision, I kind of thought, like, you know, at the end he would just dissipate, you know, like, he'd say his goodbye and then that would have been it. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed the two different versions that he played. I mean, you could see in the scene where they're in the, like, the library floating around each other talking, they felt like two very different characters, which, you know, is hard to do when it's the same actor playing both roles, but uh, he's such a great actor that uh, he pulled it off, and I can't wait to see what he does with uh, the white version of Vision uh, that we get to see, and that's the version that we grew up with uh, as kids. Right. So I'm excited. So when you get to, yeah, that's the one you got to play with in that Captain America and the Avengers game. Yep. Yep. Um, David Schwimmer has given a Friends reunion update, uh, and he it says said who will not be hosting. Um, Randy Don is a oh well you don't need that I'm I'm Ron Burgundy I've just read the first part of the story and it's just telling me who wrote the article we don't need that um, so we know that Friends is definitely happening um, so that's uh, that's a great thing that's gonna be on HBO Max. Um, New details came from David Schwimmer, who played Ross on Friends, told Cohen that he'll be shooting scenes in April. In a little over a month, I'm heading out to L.A. Um, So finally, we figured out a way, I think, to film it safely. And there's going to be a portion of it that we film outside because of, you know, for safety protocols. About this time last year, fans had a reason to get all excited thanks to the Long Desire reunion being announced. But shooting was postponed because of COVID-19. Now it seems like we're really getting underway. So who'll be hosting it? Uh, Cohen asked, and David Trimmer said, well, it's not Ellen DeGeneres. Can you say who it is? I don't know if I can, actually. I should have found that out. I apologize. I can tell you it's not Ellen. It's not Billy Crystal. And then he fired a question at Cohen. Andy, is it you? Oh, my God, I wish it was. And that's where things stand for now. So HBO Max will be the place. And if it's anything like... The Fresh Prince of Bel Air reunion. I got a feeling this is going to be a fun one to get the gang back together. And I I'm, haven't seen all the Friends episodes, but I would be excited to see this. Yeah, I hope it's along the lines of that Fresh Prince reunion. Uh, Will Smith was actually the host of that. Obviously, he was the star of Fresh Prince. I wonder if maybe one of the Friends cast members might be hosting this one as well. But uh, nonetheless, I've seen the series multiple times, probably six, seven, eight times now. Um, one of my favorites of all time, and uh, can't wait for the reunion. What if it was uh, Reese Witherspoon, Tom Selleck, or Brad Pitt hosting it? I hope it's the actress who played Janice. Oh, that would be good. That would be good. But that is your entertainment news today. Let's roll on to those Taco Tuesday, March 9th birthdays. It's my Oh, yeah. Um, it would help if I actually had the birthdays up, right? <laughs> you could guess. Right? Um, yeah, Emmy Award-winning actor who became known for playing quirky Dr. Spencer Reed on the CBS drama Criminal Minds, uh, Matthew Gray Gubler. Is it Gubler? Gubler? I don't know. Gubler. I'm going to flip. I'm Filippo in names today like crazy. He's 41. 
Snoop Dogg's protege, who was formerly known as Little Bow Wow and gained fame after the release of his album Beware of Dog in 2000. He's one of the hosts of BET Show 106 in Park. Uh, Bow Wow. He's not even little no more. He's just Bow Wow. He's 33. Um, he played uh, Apocalypse in X-Men. At, well, ironically enough, X-Men Apocalypse. And he also played... Uh, Pomeri- uh, Poe oh, po po. Dameron. Poe Dameron. Sorry, jeez. I shouldn't be on the radio today. I'm just, I can't put things together for some reason. I don't know what my deal is. Anyways, Poe Dameron is 42. That's Oscar Isaac. A uh, former Marine who began hosting the Steve Wilco show in 2007 was first introduced as the director of security on the Jerry Springer show. Steve Wilkos is 56. This guy had one role in his entire life, and he'll always be known for it. Emmanuel Lewis, who played Webster, is 49. And this guy had a bitchin' mullet and played for the Seattle Seahawks um, and was known as the Boz, Brian Bosworth, 55. And that is your celebrity birthdays for March 9th. Happy birthday. Well, folks, that does it for the entertainment news. When we come back, it's Tuesday, so we're going to be going through Animal Tales, sponsored by RoughRiders.org. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back after these messages. After these messages. We'll be right back. Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. Now back to the show indeed. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. Now we are all over social media with many of you watching us as we speak on Facebook Live or YouTube Live. And if you want to get a hold of us on social, you can. I'm available at facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio. That's Christian with a K, Phoenix with an F, Radio of course with an R, or on Instagram and Twitter at Phoenix Media Radio. Tony is available at facebook.com forward slash Tony.sanfilippo. That's S-A-N-F-I-L-I-P-P-O dot nine four, or on Instagram at Tony.sanfilippo81. Now, being that it is Tuesday, we like to run down Animal Tales, sponsored by RoughRiders.org. RoughRiders is a local 501c3 nonprofit dedicated to the transport of animals from the outlying rural shelters, where there's a chance for euthanasia, bringing them into the more metro area here where we work with uh, local shelters and rescues to find them homes, give them a second chance at life. If you want to learn more about Rough Riders, head over to roughriders.org. That's R-U-F-F, writers.org. Or on uh, Facebook at facebook.com forward slash roughridersaves. And without further ado, let's get into Animal Tales. Dogs and the cats, they take up the middle where the honeybee hums and the cricket fiddles with the donkey praise and the pony neighs, the old grape badger sighs. Listen to the bass, it's a one on the bottom where the bullfrog croaks and the hippopotamus moans and groans with the big to-do and the old cow just goes moo. I feel like I need a harmonica and a banjo. It's just, uh, you know, a jug to blow into. <laughs> right. You're just ready to roll with that. <laughs> exactly. All right, let's start with our first story in Animal Tales. Coming out of Lexington, Kentucky. Don't worry, they're fine. That's the message Elaine Collins has for passerbys at her Lexington home. 
Elaine says the first thing her family's dogs, me and Rowdy, figured out when they moved to their new home was how to get on the roof. She says they love to supervise the neighbors, play tag, and nap. Elaine says the pooches will get up there to hang out, rain or shine. Elaine says several people posted about them on Facebook and stopped their cars to tell them they were up there. Because of the general concern expressed for the dog's safety, Elaine says they went ahead and put up a sign to put everyone's mind at ease. The sign uh, shows a picture of the two dogs. It says, if you see them up top, feel free to stop. But no need to knock. They are safe and we are home. Interesting. You know, it's one of those things that, uh, you know, if you're driving by a house and you see dogs on a roof, uh, I would certainly stop. Yeah. I would knock on the door. Yeah, I would. Yeah, that's a, especially, you know, their little legs, if they have to jump off that roof and when they land. Oof. Yeah. And, I you mean, know, if that's somewhere they're used to and, and they're not jumping off and the people are home, and they know. I guess the sign makes sense, you know. People can take pictures and, and uh, you know, enjoy the, the Lexington roof dogs, as they're known. But, uh, you know, other than that, uh, they they know their boundaries. They know not to jump off. Well, that's good, yeah. I'd still be a little worried, though, if I just was randomly driving and saw some dogs on the roof. Right. <laughs> well, don't worry, Tony, because they are safe and the folks are home. All right. Whew. Let's move yeah. on to our next story in Animal Tales. <laughs> So caught on camera was the incredible moment, the incredible moment. Boy, I'm having a Tony moment here. Yep, I'm rubbing off on you, bud. Rubbing off. The incredible moment, a penguin escaped a pod of hungry killer whales by leaping into a dinghy full of tourists. Video footage captured the brave beast repeatedly jumping out of the water during the dramatic chase as concerned tourists cheered it on during the freedom clash. The penguin darted between tourist boats before managing to fling itself aboard where it stood proudly surrounded by the beaming holiday makers. Travel blogger uh, Matt Karsten, 40, and his wife Anna, 32, were taking a tour through icebergs in the Gerlach Strait, Antarctica, when a group of orcas swam up on their Zodiac boat. The apex predator spotted the Gentoo penguins swimming nearby and sensing a quick snack gave chase after the solitary bird tried to give them the slip. Heart-stopping footage captured the penguin repeatedly jumping out of the icy water with the killer whales in close pursuit. In a desperate attempt to get safety, uh, the penguin makes a flying attempt at getting into one of the boats. And in a somewhat comical scene, the bird belly flops uh, the side of the vessel and bounces back into the water. Mere seconds later, the penguin successfully makes it over the rim of the boat and is helped aboard by the tourists where it is quickly cheered on by the crowds. Matt said, it was crazy to see it in person. It was like watching a National Geographic episode on location. I imagine the penguin was very relieved to get away. We were heading out for a scenic Zodiac cruise between icebergs when a large part of pod of orcas showed up playing in the water beside us. They swam right up to the camera and said hello. Suddenly, the orcas started chasing a Gentoo penguin trying to eat it. The travel blogger said the orcas trailed behind the Zodiac boat for a while after the ordeal. They did give up in the end, leaving the penguin safe with his new friends, he added. And there's pictures of the penguin hanging out on the boat uh, with the uh, tourists around. I'm going to post this up on our Facebook page for uh, people to uh, check out. You can also see the footage of the uh, uh, penguin both bouncing off the side of the boat, getting into the boat. But uh, luckily, it was safe from the orcas. Um, wasn't that uh, you know midday snack that uh, they were hoping for. No. Well, and that's a crazy cool thing to see while you're out there doing an excursion. A, it's a little intimidating to see the orcas 
you know, while that is cool, but it is, you're out in their domain. And then just to have a penguin randomly pop in your boat and you're just like, oh. Yeah. Okay, that happened. That happened. Right on. <laughs> it's a lot of fun, but uh, you got to see the pictures. Penguin's adorable, and uh, it looks like it was a fun time by all. You know, nobody got hurt. So, well, that's good. <clears throat> Let's move on to our final story in Animal Tales. <coughs> well, from goat yoga to sound baths, the world is full of wellness trends to soothe and calm both body and spirit. Now, a self-care practice hailing from the Netherlands is promising practitioners serenity and perhaps a smile or two. Dubbed Kokenufelen in Dutch, literally cow-hugging, the practice is... I'm Dutch! Isn't that weird? (laughs) (laughs) The practice is centered on the inherent healing properties of a good human-to-animal snuggle. Cow cuddlers typically start by taking a tour of the farm before resting against one of the cows for two to three hours. Wow. The cow's warmer body temperature, slower heartbeat, and mammoth size can make hugging them an incredibly soothing experience, and giving the animal a back rub, reclining against them, or even getting licked is all part of the therapeutic encounter. Cow cuddling is believed to promote positivity and reduce stress by boosting oxytocin in humans, the hormone released in social bonding. The calming effects of curling up with a pet or emotional support animal, it seems, are accentuated when cuddling with larger animals. This wholesome pastime emerged in rural Dutch provinces more than a decade ago and is now part of a wider Dutch movement to bring people closer to nature and country life. Today, farms in Rotterdam, Switzerland, and even the United States are offering cow-hugging sessions and promoting the activity's joy-inducing, stress-busting properties. Tony, we've got some cows around here. When you come out, you can do some uh, cow-cuddling. Yeah, oh. definitely. You know, um, in high school, I did some cow cuddling. <laughs> oh, I, I, I me. This think... is why I'm single. <laughs> you, so you take that chance to be the ass on the radio show, and then, and then the karma will bite you in the ass later. You know, it's like that kid I that requested the song yesterday. That was kind of an ass move, but it was funny. That's and that joke. You, you you know of one, so there you go. That was that. That the infamous uh, camping trip where I stuck my hand in the fire and yeah, made out yeah, with yeah yeah a lot of alcohol involved not quite the cow cuddling that they're promoting here but uh, again we will post this up on the Facebook page for you guys to check out and uh, you know if you want to hug a cow we've got plenty of them out here in northern Nevada you can do such so. With that being said, that does it for Animal Tales on this Tuesday. When we come back, we've got a segment called Flying the Friendly Skies. Don't go anywhere. We'll see you guys in a few. Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. Well, folks, we've made it to the final segment of the first hour of this episode of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show, but don't fret, there's still plenty ahead with our second hour, including our calling contest today. Yes, it's another edition of Tony Beatdown. Now, if you missed a portion of the show, you want to go back and catch up on any of the previous shows, it's easy enough to do so. Head over to phoenixmedia.us, click on the show's link, scroll on down to the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. From there, you can get video, you can get audio as well, or head over to wherever you get podcasts. Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor Breaker, TuneIn, iHeart, 
about 20 in all. While you're there, be sure to subscribe. That way you always have the latest episode. Leave a review. Let us know what you think and tell your friends because sharing is caring. Now, Tony, I know you uh, like to travel. You like to go on vacation. You recently just got back from Florida and obviously had to fly there. I was curious if you ever give any thought to uh, the experiences of the flight crew, the flight attendants, the pilots, what they think about, uh, you know, what they do uh, when you're on board, and, uh, you know, maybe some of the cleanliness practices of uh, the crew when, you know, you're going in between, uh, uh, you know, groups of uh, onboard passengers. Yeah, I definitely think about that. Especially, I like, I'm weird. I know a lot of people like to sit at the front of the plane, and uh, I usually go towards the back. I don't know why, just it's easier back there. I'm Not a lot of people there. But anyhow, when I'm usually one of the last ones off the plane, I look around, and it's just so messy. Just people leave their magazines, their wrappers, their crumbs everywhere. And it's just like you see these poor flight attendants, and they're like scrubbing and cleaning and... You know, you got to, and then you got to deal with people too. Um, I can imagine during the pandemic, things have been hard with the masks. So, like the whole flight, you have to keep on the mask unless you're eating. So, all you really got to do is just like you have to be currently eating and just pull your mask down, whatever. So, that's got to be hard for them to have to tell people masks. I mean, dealing with it in retail, people always fight you on it. They always want to fight you. Oh, uh, I can't breathe. Well, <laughs> you think anyone else can really breathe either? No. You right. think we like doing it? No. So, you know, uh, yeah, I think they've got to deal with a lot of idiots and things like that. Uh, I'm sure I was I was very much like one of those idiots right, when I missed my flight. I'm sure that really infuriated them because now they're, they were worried I was going to delay their flight and they were trying to figure out how to remedy the situation with the lady. And thank God I was just nice and said, just let it go. <laughs> you know, like, it's my fault. But, yeah, you know, people deal with uh, – I got to imagine that there's – well, on our end, it doesn't look like that's that hard going up and down, handing you snacks. I'm sure it's quite difficult. Well, with that being said, we've, yeah, we've titled this uh, segment Flying the Friendly Skies, where, uh, you know, flight attendants and other crew members are sharing wild secrets and stories about their jobs. For instance, this one from an anonymous flight attendant, for obvious reasons, says, uh, I've been a flight attendant for seven years. We definitely take notice of who's hot on the plane. We play a game by calling people Bob, boyfriend on board, or a rafty, as in someone you'd want in your raft in the case of a water landing. We'll be oh, like, that's funny. We'll be like, did you see Bob in 16A? Or there's a lot of rafties on this flight. We also notice rude people and talk shit about them as soon as we finish service and are in the galley. As you should. I would assume I mean, so. You kind of warrant that. If you're going to be an asshole, you know, on the flight, then, you know, you, you warrant to get made fun of and not know about it, you know. I deal with, I deal with a lot of them, and I just... They don't know that they're pissing me off, but later they become a part of my story, you know. <laughs> and I'm sure like you on, you know, a flight like Southwest where you can pick your seat. Um, and even where you can't pick your seat, if you're one of the first people on, you'll see people coming on. And I do it. I, I'll be like, don't sit here. Don't sit here. Don't, you know, don't sit next to me. Yeah, or you'll yeah, see somebody yeah. you're like, please sit here. Please sit here. <laughs> you know, I, I'm rude, dude. Sometimes like if it's someone I don't like, I, I'm the same way. I'm like, be a rafty, be a rafty. I, I didn't know they call it, but I would think, you know, 
come on, let a cute girl sit by me so we can engage in conversation. But it's normally not. It's normally just some random person you don't want next to you. So then I quickly put the headphones in and go. Yep. You know, just pretend. And and for those listening, that was me shutting my eyes and pretending I was asleep. It's avoiding Then I don't have to engage in conversation. Exactly. I do the same thing. I, I prefer not to talk on the plane. Just put my headphones on, listen to music, and get the flight over with. But let's yeah. move on with flying the friendly. <laughs> I thought you were cast. No, no, no. Flying the friendly skies. We're talking uh, secrets of the uh, flight crew. Say what? This from Emma Burgess three says: Always wipe down your tray table. They are never cleaned or sanitized between flights. Also, the cleaners only vacuum and briefly look in the toilets. So don't let your babies crawl on the floor. That's probably good oh, advice. Good call. Yeah. That's very good advice. I didn't think about that. Uh, there are some planes that uh, they even give you these little, like, um, sanitizing wipes as you either get on board or they're already on the seat. So you can open them up, wipe your seat down. But uh, I always bring some with me just, just to be safe. Smart. Let's keep moving on. We're talking flying the friendly skies. Say what? Secrets of Flight Crews, uh, this from LTQ11 says, With the captain's permission, we will purposely board a flight we already know is delayed, close the door, and taxi out to sit on the tarmac. Otherwise, the crew doesn't get paid for the time that we're delayed. Still, federal regulations require us to return to the gate if we haven't been cleared for takeoff after a certain amount of time. So if you've ever sat out on the tarmac for a long period of time... Chances are the flight crew knew about it, and they just want to get that extra pay. Um, I don't know about you, Tone. I've been out for an hour or two, and it's hot, and the AC's not really working, and, oh, it's frustrating. It is. That's funny that <laughs> that happens. But, yeah, it. I mean, it's not funny when you're on the plane, but it's funny to think that it's because they get paid more. Like, I'm just going to stay here for a minute. Yep, yep. And Two be- minutes. It'd be different if, you know, they gave you some beverage or food service and the AC actually worked. But most of the time, that's not the case. They make you just sit and no. wait and sweat. Well, and during the during the pandemic, too, man, flying has, has sucked. Because they'll come give you snacks, which is great, but you don't get, like, drinks anymore. You know what I mean? There's no... There's no alcoholic beverages, at least on the Southwest ones I've been on. It's just water. That's all you get. You get like, they'll come by and they'll give you a little cup of water with ice and that's, that's what you get. Yeah. Yeah. And they're, you know, especially on the shorter flights, you know, they, there's nothing to be had. Well, let's keep moving on. We're talking flying the friendly skies. Say what? Ooh, this one has me a little concerned. Uh, User it Sid 8 says, as a pilot, I've experienced at least one failure on a plane per month. Pretty much every plane flying right now has at least one thing broken and is just waiting to be fixed the next time it's due for maintenance. Chances are you've flown on a plane that had a problem and just didn't know it. That's terrifying. Knowing that uh, uh, yeah. parts are broken and, you know, I, I've you know been not on planes, but I've been waiting for planes that, uh, you know, a part needs to be fixed and, and repaired. I always appreciate that more than knowing that we're taking off with something potentially broken. Yeah, you know, there was that one a uh, couple weeks ago that flew over uh, from Denver to Hawaii and right over Broomfield, the uh, one of the engines blew up. And the parts fell down, you know, landed in people's yards in that park in Broomfield. It didn't kill anyone, thank God, right. but it destroyed car stuff. But, yeah, that would be frightening. 
Yeah, and there's frightening. There's, if you're sitting there watching it and then you just look out and it's just like your first thought is like, holy, holy f, this is how it's going. I always think about that weird stuff. Like, if the plane goes down, who are you gonna call? You know, like, like who's the one person you're gonna call and say goodbye to, or at least let them know, like, hey, this is happening. Let people know, yada yada. I mean, that's tough. Yeah. And there's, you know, there's footage from passengers of that flight of the engine just on fire and engulfed. And, oh, could you imagine what they're all thinking at that moment? I mean, luckily yeah, it landed holy, safely, but oof. Earmuffs, but holy shit. That's what they're thinking. Yeah. You know? Let's keep moving on. We're talking flying the friendly skies. Say what? This from another anonymous flight attendant says, most people probably don't know this, but on the bigger planes... There are beds above the overhead bins so we flight attendants can sleep on longer flights. I had no idea. I know some of the luxury ones have, you know, for passengers, those little pods that, you know, convert into beds, which are are really kind of cool. But for the flight attendants, they're sleeping above the the luggage bins, apparently. That's weird. Yeah. You don't get no beds. You could sleep in the luggage bins. (laughs) Scurvy. Let's keep rolling on. Say what? Flying the friendly skies, secrets of flight crews. This one from Kate P. 4136. I was on a flight from Minneapolis to Boston. A flight attendant approached me and said, I think someone is having sex in the bathroom. What do I do? I went to the back gallery, uh, back, back galley and knocked on the door. Silence. I knocked a second time. Nothing. After the third time, I said, I'm going to give you a couple minutes to stop what you're doing and get dressed. They didn't come out, so I said the in-flight crew must enter. I unlocked the door, saw a vagina, and immediately closed the door. <laughs> Apparently, these people were uh, joining the Mile High Club. Hey, I mean, it's one of those challenges. If you're on a long flight and you sneak away, I wonder how often that happens because that that would be kind of that would be tough to do on a Southwest flight because there's always some. You always have to walk past like the little area where they sit buckled up, uh-huh. you know, in the beverage area. You always have to walk by that, or the other bathrooms at the front of the plane. And there's no way you could get. I don't think there's any way you could pull that off in a Southwest one. That'd be real tough. Well, and the- I think it'd be real tough in general. It's not something I want to try because I don't want to get arrested for indecent exposure or anything like that <laughs> and have all kinds of weird uh, charges put to me. So. Uh, not something I would try now. If it'd be different if it was a private plane or something. Sure, right? Why not? And those bathrooms are tiny. It's hard enough for one person to fit in there, let alone two. Yeah. And then finally, in flying the friendly skies. Say what? This from Olivia Von 07 says all of the crew members talk during flight. So if you're rude to one of us, just remember that we all know who you are and where you're sitting. And there will, oh, yeah. there will be notes about you in the airline database for future flights. So don't be rude. See, that's why it's why you always be nice, even if it's your fault. Be nice, even if they're mean. Exactly. And no cow cuddling in the bathroom. Exactly. Well, be nice, folks, and stick around through our long break. Uh, we are headed out uh, for about seven minutes, and then we'll be back for our second hour. Don't go anywhere. We'll see you guys soon. I'm about to do to you what Limp Bizkit did to music in the late 90s. 
can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Tuesday, March 9th. We are your daily dose of laughs and levity in a crazy, crazy world. Still joined by my co-host, Tony Sanfilippo. Tony, you ready for the fastest hour of the day? I sure am, man. Fast like Sonic the Hedgehog! <laughs> that first hour went by fast. Uh, it, it really did, man. It was It was quick. Very quick. Seems to be the trend uh, these last couple days, which is nice. You know, obviously, uh, the the quicker it goes, the more fun we're having, I'd say. I think so. I think you can always tell when something's dragging, it's something's not clicking there. And I think the segments have been great so far today. I look for it. I don't know what this beatdown is today. So uh, being in the dark about something that I have to take on is a little different. But it's not different, but mentally it's like you can't really prepare you just have to go with it so oh and that's the joy of it for all us all to listen to watch and then see you try to wrap your head around uh, just the questions that i'm going to ask now this is normally the interactive portion of the show where you know we talk about a uh, topic a subject uh maybe uh, uh propose something out there to the world and uh look for feedback from you guys the listeners and watchers but because today we're doing the call-in contest in the next segment, well, we don't have a call-in topic. So uh, a couple things we wanted to cover in the few minutes that we have during this segment. Uh, one is the call-in topic for tomorrow, which is simply titled Rejected. Gives you an idea of uh, what it's going to be about. We're going to be talking about rejection stories. This isn't... Uh, you know, uh, somebody you've been dating for a while. This isn't, um, you know, where the relationship's gone bad. This is you were just flat out rejected. And we want to know, you know, do you have a fun or funny story about uh, a time that you've been, well, sadly rejected? In order to do that, uh, give us a call on the Phoenix line at 855-PHOENIX-RADIO. And uh, you can also chime in live on our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio. And over the last week, we've been utilizing excuse me, utilizing the Stereo app, which is uh, Stereo.com forward slash Phoenix Media. And it's been a little bit of a Stereo roulette, bringing on random people to talk about whatever the topic is. Sometimes it's gold, sometimes it's garbage, but uh, we're having fun with it nonetheless. It's, no, it's a lot of fun. I actually really, I go back and I actually watched it uh, last night and uh, I put that in my Snap story. And uh, the one where I did the singing, like, because I didn't know what I sang, and and it was funny. Yeah. Like I watched it over, and over. It got good response. So, I, and that was just me being an ass. Like I just this poor guy jumped on. He goes, "Could you play Lucid Dreams?" <laughs> yeah, I'll play it for you. And then uh, it just went off. I had a lot of fun with it. <laughs> yeah, the second someone itself... asked me if that was planned, I go, "No, that was just a total on the fly." Don't, couldn't sing that song for you again if I tried. Exactly. Yeah, the segment itself's not garbage, just some of the answers we get every once in a while. But, uh, you know, that's what yeah. you get when it's so random like it's been. Right. 
The other thing we wanted to talk about is, uh, you know, we mentioned last week in the lead up to this week, Phoenix Media, our parent broadcast company, has now switched over to the multiverse of pop culture entertainment. So instead of being a general talk radio station, now the focus is on uh, pop culture. Uh, the focus is on pop culture. Boy, words are hard today, Tom. Yeah, I rubbed, I'm telling you, man, I rubbed off on you from the beginning, and uh, thank God I did only had the one segment to, to really talk. So. <laughs> but with that being said, we're covering things like film and TV, video games, comic books, cosplay, anime, tabletop games, all sorts of fun things like that. And we're always bringing on new advertisers and new show hosts. So if you are a show host who currently has a show about pop culture or want to develop a show, about pop culture, reach out to us over at Phoenix Media. Just phoenixmedia.us. All of the contact information is there. And, uh, you know, we can put together a show. Or if you're a business and you want to advertise to a very, uh, boy, niche group of listeners that uh, are rabid fans of pretty much anything we promote, um, you know, you can do that too. So uh, lots of fun stuff going on here. We're adding new shows every day. We've got uh, all sorts of fun things coming up, but uh, it's been exciting putting all of this together. Now, the Christian Phoenix radio show, not really changing. You know, we're, we're variety, we're comedy anyway. And so, uh, you know, you're, you're not going to see a big change here. Now, one change that we might want to see and something we've talked about a couple times is uh, looking for a third co-host. We would love to have somebody else, another point of view, another perspective, somebody who is available from 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. Pacific pretty much every weekday. And, uh, you know, that can provide that other point of view. Um, ideally, somebody who's female. You know, it's it's not required, but, uh, you know, we'd like to get a little injection of estrogen into the show. Um, yeah. Considering Tony and I have very similar views on, on, on things. Yeah, no, it'd be good, too. It gives the good humor and stuff. Like when we had uh, our third co-host, Ryan, when we started, I actually went back and I watched just the first, like, 10 minutes of our very first episode, which aired Mar uh, May 6th of last year. And, uh, you know, it was just the setup and the format where we're at now. It's just it's so different. But it was really nice having the third person to to kind of chime in, tell stories, things like that. And I think having a female on the show would be awesome. It is, you know, uh, Women's Month, you know. It's all about the ladies. It would be great to to have the women's perspective on the show. I think that would make it uh, that much better than it already is. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so hopefully we get somebody. Um, we've had two almost line up, but, of course, their personal life schedules don't line up with it, so... We've come close. It just hasn't happened yet. Exactly. Well, folks, we are headed into our break. When we come back, it is time for our Phoenix face-off. Yes, a Tony beatdown for one lucky listener, namely Ryan Hill from Reno, Nevada, for a chance to win a wonderful Loot Crate monthly subscription box. Don't go anywhere. You won't want to miss it. We will be right back. Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. And we are back, folks. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. And uh, we are headed into our Phoenix. Face. Oh. 
And of course, uh, this edition is a Tony beatdown where normally we would pit uh, the caller against you, Tony, in a uh, trivia game of sorts. But uh, Ryan Hill from Reno, Nevada, unfortunately, did not pick up his phone. So, Tony, you're going to be playing on his behalf. I'm going to give you 20 questions. You only have to get 10 right. So 10 out of 20 in order for Ryan to be a big winner. All right, Ryan, I'm going to try to win for you, buddy. And his chance to win is for a Loot Crate Mystery subscription box. It's pretty much everything geeky or nerdy. And folks, if you want your own Loot Crate subscription, we actually uh, are an advertiser. Actually, they're an advertiser with us. Head over to phoenixmedia.us forward slash Loot Crate, and you can get an exclusive offer there. Just utilize that. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a fun box to get every month, exclusive content, and uh, you know what? You never know quite what you're gonna get. Cool t-shirts, little figures, pop figures, uh, you name it, and there's usually something fun in there. So with that being said, let's head on into the battle arena for the Tony Beatdown. All right. Uh, today's Tony Beatdown, we're talking about sitcoms. Obviously, Tony, you're a big fan of sitcoms, but sometimes just as important as the characters of a sitcom are the cities of a sitcom. So I'm going to name a sitcom. You have to tell me the city and state that that sitcom takes place. Again, I'm going to give you 20. You just have to guess 10 of those. If you get it right, you're going to hear this. That's Tony receiving a beat down. If you get it wrong, you'll hear something uh, other than that. So, Tony, are you ready to play for a chance for Ryan to win? I had the mute button, so you didn't hear any of the macho man. Yeah, ready, I am. Let's go. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That mute button is important. So. Uh... <laughs> it is. <laughs> All right. Let's start off with an easy one, Tony. Tell me, what city does Seinfeld take place? New York. Good job. Yeah, yeah. Easy one to start out. They're going to get just started out. Yeah. Progressively harder, but uh, you know what? All you have to do is get ten out of twenty. So, let's move on to the next one. How about Cheers, where everybody knows your name? It took place in Boston. Boston, what? Mass. Massachusetts. Yep. (laughs) Massachusetts. Yep. All right. uh, So far, Tony's (laughs) giving. Tony's giving himself the beating, so uh, that's okay. Mm-hmm. That's all right. That's what we want. Let's move on to our next one. I know you know this one. The show is Full House. What city does that take place? Uh, San Francisco, California. Ugh. I'm touching myself. Tonight. I'm just kicking my. I'm kicking my ass. Do you mind? <laughs> All right, uh, now they're going to start getting a little bit harder now. For instance, the next one, and it's a show that I know you don't necessarily watch, but you might know the city, Frasier. Frasier takes place in Seattle. That it does. All right. So now you've got your four four for four tone. Uh, You're off to a great start. Four for four for four. What? Did we just become best friends? Yep. (laughs) <laughs> well, I think Ryan certainly will think so uh, if you continue on this streak. But uh, going to win him a loop, great man. Exactly. The next one, married with children. Ooh, that's a good question. I 
<laughs> that that one's good. Um, California, but I, but that's a state. Yeah. Sorry, Ryan. Not even in the correct state is Chicago, Illinois. Gotcha. Damn. All right, uh, this one you may or may not know: the Drew Carey Show. A uh, Cleveland. What state? Ohio. Because it's the Cleveland Rocks. That's what they sing about in their intro. It is, yeah. And that makes it a little yeah. bit easier. Uh, here's yeah. one you may or may not know. Golden Girls. Ah, oh, that takes place in uh, Florida. That's the state. What city? Mm, man, my friend Annie will kill me. I, I don't watch Golden Girls. I know it takes place in Florida. Um, <laughs> I... I don't know. Uh, there's there's all these. Let's just go with uh, Orlando. I I don't know. Miami. Miami, Florida. All right. <laughs> no, I knew it was in Florida, but I didn't know what city. All right. Uh, moving on to the next one, the uh, sitcom that we're looking for the city for. Uh, home Improvement. Oh, Detroit. Oh. You know what? You didn't say uh, what si- what state that's in. Michigan. I assume you just you said knew. city. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want me to say the state too? Yep. Like city and state. Okay. Yep. Okay. Detroit, Michigan. Yep. You got that one. All right. Uh, the next one, and Tony, you've got six so far. Is the office? Oh, Scranton, Pennsylvania. Good job, Tone. This is all useless trivia that I can just keep at the back of my head. I don't know why. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, maybe a little bit harder now. We're looking for city and state. Uh, Murphy Brown. Ooh. Didn't really watch Murphy Brown. Um. That one I don't know. Yeah, I didn't really watch the show. Takes place in Washington, D.C. Okay. And you know. She was a political reporter, so. But again, you didn't watch it, so. I didn't watch the yeah. show, no. Yeah. Wouldn't for me. Here's one. If you know it, you know it. If you don't, you don't. Uh, throw back a little bit. The Mary Tyler Moore Show. What city and state was that in? <laughs> You're right. They get harder if you don't watch the show. Um Seem like good uh, suburban living. Um, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Minneapolis, Minnesota is where that took place. Ah, Minnesota. Yeah, no. I never watched the show. All right. uh, Moving on with uh, sitcom cities. Now you've got uh, seven. You just need three more tone. This one, you may know the city, but the state might be a little bit tough. The Andy Griffith Show. Oof. I remember it. I remember seeing this as a kid. Um, it was a southern state. Uh, took place in the, down south. Uh, a lot of a lot of bayou fishing. Um, I'm going to say... Uh, oh, man... Did it take place in uh, Alabama? <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. I, no. I don't even know. We'll give you a buzzer on that one. It's Mayberry. 
North Carolina. So a lot of people gotcha. know the, the town of Mayberry, but... No, nah, that makes sense in that country song. I miss Mayberry. There you go. All right, the next one, Tony. Family Ties. Where did Michael P. Keaton live? Oh, this I started out so good. Now I'm just tanking. Uh, not on purpose, though, uh, Ryan. I uh, that one took place in Los Angeles, California. You get nothing. You lose. Good day, sir. Columbus, Ohio. Not even close. Nope. This one you may or may not know. I know you were a big fan of the show. That '70s show. Oh, uh, that. That took place in uh, Wisconsin, but... Uh, you got that part right. Yeah, oh, damn. Hold on, let me think. Um, I, it took place in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Because they go to the Packers games. They do go to the, the Packers show. games, but... <laughs> the name of the city, Point Place, Wisconsin. <clears throat> ah, damn. Yep. Nah. Here's one hopefully you should know. Might be a little hint for you. Mork and Mindy. Where does Mork and Mindy take place? Uh, Boulder, Colorado. Where's that button? I've, I've been to the Mork and Rourke house. I've, after Robin Williams died, I've seen it. No kidding. That's kind of cool. Uh-huh. All right. Uh, moving on. we got about a minute and a half left. Uh, the next show, City and State, Roseanne. Oh, Roseanne took place in, uh, it was in Illinois, uh, it took place, but it wasn't Chicago, it was, um, was it Rockford, Illinois? Oh, you are so close, but sadly. Yeah. Damn, I'm trying, buddy, I'm trying, I only gotta get two more for him to win in the loop. Lanford, Illinois. Lanford, okay, Rockford, Lanford. Yep. But I knew it was in Illinois because Dan was a Bears fan. <laughs> All right, fire it at me. Let's see if I can win Ryan a, a loot crate in 45 seconds. All right. Next one, come and knock on our door. Where does Three's Company take place? Oh, Three's Company took place in uh, – it was on a beach area. Don Knotts was the landlord. Um, did that one take place in Santa Monica, California? Oh, <laughs> you pulled it out, Tone. Yeah. I, I knew it was down in the beach area. Okay, we got one more. Let's see if I can win Ryan with 20 seconds. Let's see if I can win him a loot crate. All right. Uh, ooh, this is going to get tough. Mr. Belvedere. Where does Mr. Belvedere take place? Oh, man. Sorry, Ryan. <laughs> I'm not going to win you a loot crate. Uh, I'm going to say uh, that one took place in Minnesota, uh, Minneapolis, Minnesota. Tony? You get nothing. Sorry, you Ryan. Lose. I tried. Good day, I tried, sir. Buddy. I tried. Mr. Belvedere took place in Beaver Falls, Pennsylvania. I'm sure Not you, even close. I'm I've sh- never heard of Beaver Falls. Uh, I don't know, but I'm sure you want to visit now. <laughs> Maybe with Marilyn. What? That was always the debate. Was the kid uh, Marilyn Manson or was he Paul from... Uh, or no, Paul. They always thought the kid from Wonder Years was Marilyn Manson who was in Mr. Belvedere. That exactly. was kind of the... And they're completely <laughs> all different people. All three of them. All yep. different. Well, folks, that does it for the Tony beatdown. Unfortunately, Tony didn't win Ryan a loot crate, but we will still Sorry, uh, bud. send you some uh, Phoenix fan gear to uh, help ease the pain a little bit. That does it. Uh, I already said that. So when we come back, we've got a segment called Helicopter Parents. Folks, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back.
Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. Now back to the show indeed. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. Now we have a little thing we talk about a couple times each show. It is the Phoenix Line, our 24-hour-a-day, seven-day-a-week voicemail line, giving you guys the opportunity to chime in on anything whatsoever, including our call-in topic of the day, which we give 24 hours in advance. Tomorrow's topic is rejected. Do you have a funny or traumatizing rejection story? We want to hear about it. Give us a call at 855-PHOENIX-RADIO. That's 855-F-E-N-I-X-R-D-O or 855-336-4973 for the alphanumerically impaired. All we ask is that you keep it entertaining. We'll compile those together, put them out in a future show. Now, in this segment that I've titled Helicopter Parents, we're going to be talking about some uh, parents, some mothers, some people who uh, just can't leave their kids alone in the most helicopter parent fashionable. Um, now, Tony, are you familiar with the term helicopter mom, helicopter dad, helicopter parents? No, no. I'm, I'm picturing Inspector Gadget with his little handles flying <laughs> around with the helicopter thing. That's that's what I'm that's what I'm picturing that. And then when you say rejected for tomorrow's topic, I'm thinking of that new Nestle Crunch commercial. And there's this girl, there's this hot girl, and there's this nerdy guy. And he goes, "I'm in the Fred Zone." And he's holding up an Nestle Crunch. He's like, we didn't work out, but we became friends. I'm in the friend zone now. I just, that's what I thought. There My brain's go. weird. Hey, maybe, maybe you inspired that rejection story. Who knows? No, God, maybe. <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me, man. My life is a Mosby. <laughs> the term helicopter parents uh, talk about, you know, parents who hover over their kids, try to protect them from everything the outside world has to throw at them. You know, they'd rather wrap their kids in uh, bubble wrap than uh, let them experience things for themselves. So that's what we're talking about here. Now, there is also the term of, uh, term of snowplow parents, where these are parents who will basically move things out of their way to make things happen for their kids. Think Lori Laughlin in the whole uh, Varsity Blues scandal, who... Uh, go out of their way to make sure their kid gets into a good college, no matter what the cost. Obviously, she's paying for it now. But uh, I digress. We're talking helicopter parents. For instance, let's start out with this one where, uh, you know, for, for a lot of helicopter parents, they like to throw this term out there. I did my own research, which loosely translates to, I watched somebody else's shoot shitty YouTube video. Which is true. It's, uh, you know, yeah. they... they they rely on on things they see on the internet the internet is only so true you have to make decisions for yourself and uh, obviously if there's a youtube video about it make sure you trust the source yeah absolutely according yesterday i was on a beach in florida when that picture was really like a week and a half old right a lot of people really thought i went back they're like again didn't you just come back well you did perfect your teleporter so there is that Dude, if I could do that, it wouldn't matter where in the world I would live. I could teleport anywhere. It'd be awesome. God, that would, that'd be awesome. That would be really cool. Wouldn't that, wouldn't that be rad? That'd be so cool. Now, what if you had to teleport like uh, in Terminator, you had to go completely naked? I, it, it's fine. I'm willing, I'm willing to show my, my noodle and, and my, my ass cheeks <laughs> to the strangers. 
I can I can cup it and run. There you go. Oh, we're getting off topic, but we're having fun nonetheless. We're talking helicopter parents. You got that vision in your head now. Yikes. Unfortunately. It's a trap. Here's a parent who uh, posted a picture of the bus driver outside the bus wearing their mask, obviously, as everybody else is right now, and has one of the uh, thermometer guns that, you know, people utilize the laser on the forehead. And, of course, you know, has a, a very strong opinion about it. Watching children getting accustomed to having a gun object being shot on everyone's foreheads and having it done on their own foreheads without any reaction and voluntarily allowing it to be done. So disturbing. Do not consent. No. What's with kids today, huh? No respect. Just take the laser shot, kids. Yeah. What a Karen, dude. It's like the Pepe Le Pew what, what thing. Do you want it, what do you want it to be? Do you want it to be like a a men in black like phaser thing like look into this right it resembles a gun so god forbid it's like the emoji you know like uh you can't have the gun emoji it has to be a squirt gun right right because that's less offensive yeah all right let's move on with helicopter parents it's a trap Here's one who uh, doesn't want to let their kid go uh, to school quite yet. Says, why would you want to start schooling before 100% necessary? We'll come back to that in a second. I honestly think starting kindergarten the way it is now before five is too early considering a child's attention span. To which somebody replies, so that way my kid grows up knowing how to spell the word necessary. (laughs) I like it. It's true. Yeah. If you're going to go on a rant and put it out there in public, you better proofread it. Make sure you spelled your stuff right. <laughs> it sounds like she either almost did a voice text like I do, or she really just typed it and just didn't give two shits to fix the grammar. Who knows? But either way, you know, it's it's a little disturbing that uh, they don't want their kid to be educated. Let's keep moving on. We're talking helicopter parents. It's a trap. God, I hope this isn't real. It says, how do I convince my cousin who is dead set on a on a home birth to not do an at-home circumcision. Her husband is a dog breeder who crops ears and docks tails, so she thinks that he should be able to perform a circumcision just fine. This makes me very nervous for the baby. She believes it is fine, so I will be showing her these replies to prove her that no, the F it is not. I, I don't know about you. I don't want anybody who's not qualified near my child uh, with a blade. Especially oh, in that area. No, that is a how about no. I, I can't find the soundbite for that one, but how about no? Nope. That's re- Oh my gosh, no way. That's uh. No thanks. Oh my god! No thank you. Let's move on. Helicopter parents. Boy, this one is the definition of a helicopter parent. Hold on to your butts. They said, did I just read that right? Two-year-olds wanting their own privacy? That's a big hell no for me. My oldest son is nine, and I still shut the shower curtain and sit on the toilet seat and wait for him to need a towel when done. Basically, she's saying she sits in the bathroom with the nine-year-old while he showers. To which somebody replies, I killed me in rainy seven. I <laughs> was trying to mute it so you could finish. I know you were going to go again. Uh, somebody replied, right. I'm, I'm pretty sure a nine-year-old can bathe themselves. I know I definitely won't be sitting in the bathroom when he's that old. Yeah. No. It's, it's too long. It's like the ones that are still breastfeeding when the kid's like four, you know? Oh, we're getting there, Tone. 
We're getting oh, there. Oh, great. Oh, <laughs> fantastic. Here we go. I told me Randy Savage is not happy with your decision. Yeah. Sorry, you got interrupted by Randy on that last one. That's all right. Let's move on with helicopter parents. We're not quite there yet, but this one, ooh, this might take the cake. Hold on to your butts. Post from a parent. You guys, we have to do something about the store. Hot topic. I went there today with my daughter Ashley just to see if they had any of those cute little pop figures of Carrie Underwood, and I was just in shock by the merchandise they sold. This store gladly promotes Satanism and the homosexuals. I asked to speak to a manager regarding their horrid merchandise, and this young lady with colorful clown hair and piercings all over her face said she was the manager. Quickly told her, never mind, grabbed my daughter and left the store because with the good Lord as my savior, I wasn't about to talk to a store full of gay satanic clowns. As a woman of faith, I will pray for the hot topic and their employees who desperately need the Lord's guiding light because it's poisoning the minds of our kids. Watch out for those gay satanic satanic clouds, right? Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Gotta watch for it, man. You never know. (laughs) What What a crazy witch, man. Yeah. 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 I get people think like that, but it blows my mind that people actually think like that. It's scary. It is really scary. Yeah. Well, let's keep moving on. We're talking helicopter parents. Hold on to your butts. Ooh. Yeah. Be careful when you go to work if somebody brings you homemade goods. For instance, this person who put, My husband says I'm gross for making cookies for work with breast milk. It's healthy, right? <laughs> Yeah, man. Wow. Well, well, if you don't know about it, it's not going to harm you, you know? It, it, it's just, that's just something, like, that's not right. Like, that's mentally, I don't know what makes any person think, like, you know, I'm just going to use breast milk. Like, just use milk. Like, just use the milk you have. It's fine. You know, that's, uh, yeah, that's a bit much. I'd be pissed if I found out somebody used breast milk in cookies that they then willingly gave me yeah not good not good no no it's not ethical you don't do stuff like that yeah boy time is running out you know we don't have time to get to all of them but i think we're going to close out with this one because this one is just about as disturbing as it gets talking helicopter parents hold on to your butts (sighs) says believe it or not there's nothing wrong with a little bit of poop It is minimally toxic. We actually use small amounts periodically in our kids' diets. As we have read, it makes their immune system stronger. Kind of like eating... Get the f*** out of here! Kind of like eating dirt or putting a pacifier back in a baby's mouth when falling on the floor. We use about a tablespoon and add it to chili. The kids have no clue. Oh my god, yeah. They're going to be pissed off when they find out they've been eating shit their whole life. I would be angry i would be furious that is disgusting oh uh, if you think- make like a tree and get out of here whoa that one that takes the booby milk to a whole other that's worse oh it certainly is but uh you know we do this show to educate and hopefully warn people in this case folks when we come back we are headed into the final segment of the show it is time for this day in history don't go anywhere and don't be eating any poop Poop. 
Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. Well, folks, we did it. We made it to the final segment of this episode of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. But not before we drop a little knowledge on you with this day in history. Now, if you missed a portion of the show, you want to go back and catch up on any of the previous shows, it's easy enough to do so. Head over to phoenixmedia.us, click on the show's link, scroll on down to the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. From there, you can get video, you can get audio as well, or head over to wherever you get podcasts. Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor Breaker, TuneIn, iHeart, Doozer, Dozer, Geezer, Gozer. Are you a god? No! 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 <laughs> it's a, a, a lot of no's for you. It's a no supercut. That was a supercut. An array of stars. I'm sure you could tell a few of them. In exactly. There. But yeah. folks, while you're there, be sure to subscribe. That way you always have the latest episode. Leave a review. Let us know what you think and tell your friends. Because why, Tony? Sharing is caring. Unless it's poop in your chili. Yeah, don't do that. That's just that's wrong. There's no protein. There's no nothing. Nothing good comes of that. You're digesting it. It's waste. It's called waste for a reason. That's going to haunt the rest of my day. But you know, it's not, yeah, you know, yeah. it's not going to haunt the rest of my day. When we drop a little knowledge, hopefully make you laugh at the same time. It is time for This Day in History. Across the globe for the stories that turn the world on its head. This Day in History. Christian Phoenix. All right. Thanks, Siri. Let's kick off this day in history with this day in 1497, where Nicholas Copernicus has his first recorded astronomical observation. So what did he do? Go outside at night, look up. Yep. And he goes, I see stars. One day they will make a movie about time travel and the scientists will name their dog after me. Copernicus. Let's move on. This day in 1522, Martin Luther begins preaching his Invocavit sermons in the German city of Wittenberg, reminding citizens to trust God's word rather than violence, and thus helping bring to a close the revolutionary stage of the Reformation. Yes, you don't have to murder people to make them believe. In a kind of vida, baby. <laughs> I, I didn't know there was another Martin Luther. This yeah. guy was definitely not the king. No, uh, if you've heard about the Lutheran Church, that's where it came from. Oh, all righty. Let's move on this day in 1765 after a public campaign by the writer Voltaire. Judges in Paris posthumously exonerate Jean Callas of murdering his son. Callas had been tortured and executed in 1762 on the charge, though his son had actually committed suicide. Fatality. Not only was he yeah. wrongfully accused, he was tortured and executed for it it wasn't oh. me it was the one-armed man <laughs> no! <laughs> oh wow that sucks let's move on this day in 1891 the great blizzard of 1891 begins in england and lasts until march 13th kills 200 people and 6,000 animals tony you're getting ready for the great blizzard of uh, 2021 aren't you yeah, supposedly, uh, what what broke on Seven News is uh, we're supposed to get, get two feet, two feet of snow on Friday through Monday. You ruining my weekend plans, Mother Nature. You better not just blow over. We'll see if it's true. I mean, that's an awfully lot to be predicting. So yeah, yeah. Well, with any luck, uh, you only get a dusting. 
That's what I'm hoping. Let's move on. This day in 1922, Eugene O'Neill's Harry Ape premieres in New York City. No, that wasn't a sex show. It was a play. It was called uh, The Harry Ape? The Harry Ape. Oh, I, you know. No, I don't. I know somebody that, I know somebody that left somebody for a Harry Ape. <laughs> uh, let's move on. This day in 1936, Babe Ruth, we've been talking about him a lot recently, turns down the Reds to make a comeback as a player. I didn't realize that. Then, 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 how do you make a comeback? Like, who do you go play for? Well, it would either have to have been the um, Yankees or the Red Sox. I think those were the only two teams he ever played for, right? Yeah, I can't recall him playing for anybody else. But do you remember yesterday what his world's largest contract was? Yep, one hundred and thirty thousand dollars for a two-year contract. Something along those lines. Well, this day in nineteen forty-six, Ted Williams is offered five hundred thousand dollars to play in the Mexican Baseball League, but he refuses. I don't Whoa! Know. Would you turn down a half a million dollars in nineteen forty-six? I don't know if I could. Hell no! I mean, yeah, I don't. I've never heard of the Mexican Baseball League, but for that kind of money, you know, right at the time, I'd be down. Absolutely. Like, I'd go work at a Mexican Costco for that right now. I'd leave. I'd go. Yeah, you learn a new language, see some new sights. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be a little frightening down there, but, uh, you know. Dodge some cartels. You know how it goes. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Let's move on this day in 1951. Edward Teller and Stanislaw Ulam submit a classified Ulam. paper at the Los Alamos lab in which they propose their revolutionary new design staged implosion for a practical megaton range hydrogen bomb. Toasty! Ooh, that scares me. Nice. You know. Yeah. The fact that people could create this, let's come up with a big hydration bomb. It will blow up everything. Just don't create it. How about that? Just don't. Yep. Just don't make it. And they're all either pointed at us, pointed at China, or pointed at Russia. And so, speaking of Russia, this day in 1961, Soviet flight Sputnik 9 carries and returns from orbit a dog named Chernuska, also known as Blackie, frogs, and a guinea pig. This get... dog looks happy. So, Oh, that dog's not happy for too much longer, being shot no. into space. Yeah. He's like, oh, who's a good puppy? Who's a good pooch? You're going to space. (laughs) Let's move on this day in 1961. Wilt Chamberlain of the NBA Philadelphia Warriors scores 67 points versus the Knicks. I didn't realize that Philadelphia used to be the Warriors. Did they move to... Yeah, I didn't either. Oakland? Who knows? Yeah, I don't know. They must have. Because they became the 76... Well, they're currently the 76ers, right? Yep. Huh. Huh. I didn't even know Wilt Chamberlain. Uh, excuse me, Wilt Chamberlain played for him. I didn't either. See, you learn something new every day on this show. You do. For instance, this day in 1984, John Lennon's single "Borrowed Time" is released posthumously. Apparently, uh, a somewhat ironic name for the single as well. Yeah, I was gonna say he uh, he pulled a Tupac. You know how Tupac for a long time was putting out new music. Mm-hmm. In '84, we have the new John Lennon one. Borrowed time. <laughs> Apparently, uh, Prince is still putting out new music as well. At least his estate yeah. is. Yeah, I was going to say, I guess that guy had a lot in the vault. Yeah. You know, a lot of stuff. So it is always interesting when they are releasing. It's like Static X. 
they they still continue to put out new music even though wayne's been gone for a long time not that he's even close to being on the same level as lennon but <laughs> but we get what you're, what you're where you're going with that Let's move on this day in 1998. Dr. Dre's Aftermath Entertainment signs the then-unknown rapper, a little guy named Eminem. Yep. It's, that first album was kind of goofy, too. It was like, is this guy like a comedian actor? Like, what's up with him? You know? Because um, the, the first song was My Name is Slim Shady. Mm-hmm. And, and he used to just uh, make fun of all the pop stuff. But he's a hell of a good rapper, though. The guy's talented. He really is. You know, you don't see much from him anymore. But at the same time, I, I understand he's still putting out music. Oh, yeah, he's on the, uh, the what is it, the cancel brigade, brigade out there. They're trying to cancel him. and oh. he, So he released a track that kind of just shot on him. So that's what he does. You piss him off, he'll write a song about you. Yep. It don't matter. Yep. And then finally, this day in history, this day in 2002, Joe Sackick plays his 1,000th career NHL game. He just has a badass last name, Joe Sackick. Sackick, yeah, and he's also uh, he's our GM uh, for the Abs. He's he was a hell of a great player, and he's doing hell of a great things for our Avalanche here. So very cool, it's definitely awesome. Yeah. Well, folks, before we head out for the day, let's run down some of today's holidays. Where we talk about the things that we well like to celebrate. For instance, today is Americo Vespucci Day. Vespucci! He was a uh, explorer. Uh, Here's one I have no idea what it means. It is Bang Clang Day. I'm going to Bang Clang, Wing a Dang Dang today. Maybe your neighbors will Bang Clang today. Bang Clang, Ram Jam and Bang Clang. Today is Barbie Day. So get those Barbies out and play with them. Yeah, go play with your Barbies. Uh, While you're playing with Barbies, you can play with your false teeth because it is False Teeth Day. Ooh, Apparently. yes, I love to play with my false teeth. They're sexy white teeth. It is No na- big deal. It is National Meatball Day. Who doesn't love a good meatball? One for a whole meatball for you. It is Joe Franklin Day, whoever Joe Franklin happens to be. Down goes Franklin. It is National Crab Meat Day. It is Get Over It Day, so get over it. It is Unique get over it. Names Day. It is Panic Day, and it is Organize Your Home Office Day, which I may just do. Needs a little organizing around here. Folks, that does it for today's show. When we come back tomorrow on a Wednesday, we run down Words Are Hard. So enjoy the rest of your Tuesday. We will see you all tomorrow. Peace! Jimmy Changas.